Now we're getting to the bottom of everything. It's time for Mother Angelica. I mean, that's awesome. Answering the call. Answering the call. This world is no place for Catholic chickens. Answering the call. You call that a failure? I call it a great success. Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome. It's EW10's Chaplain Father Joseph Mary Wolf, and I'm Doug Keck, together again for another episode of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the weekly program that features our foundress at her spiritual best in responding to the calls of concerned viewers from her classic live shows over the years of the 1980s and 1990s. Welcome, Father. Great to see you. You too, Doug, and it's always uh, encouraging, too, to hear some of the callers just say, Mother, we love you. We missed you when she was ill, and we're so happy that you're back and um, that we watch you all the time. And so there was something that was helping their soul, helping, helping their spiritual life. And that's what we hope this program will do, to reinvigorate people right. in their own faith. Exactly, and it was always great for people like yourself to fill in or Father Mitch to fill in mm-hmm. or even Deacon Bill or somebody mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, but uh, there was nothing like Mother Angelica. <laughs> Thank goodness she's on tape, right? That's right, so we can always benefit from what we recorded years ago, and people do. They, they love her shows, and they still watch them, and we all benefit them. They often will say, it's like she's speaking to today right, and the absolutely. situations of today. Because she lived in the present moment, and mm-hmm. it's always the present moment with Mother Angelica. So we got some topics. Thank God for the Catholic Church. Amen. That's one. Something is missing in my spiritual life. We can all relate to that. Uh, people at work make me look bad. That was kind of an interesting one, but we mm-hmm. kick things off with confession helps dust the table. <laughs> right. How do, do you mean a lot of people with dusty tables, Father? <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm one of them, in fact. And uh, we can speak here about devotional confessions. Mm -hmm. So maybe a person, a confession is really for mortal sins, for the absolution of mortal sins. Venial sins can be forgiven in other ways. But the church also encourages devotional confessions, regularly go to confession. We can think of Our Lady of Fatima encouraging people to make the five first Saturdays, and part of that was a confession. Well, devotional confession is one where maybe we're going to focus, if we don't have mortal sins, on one particular fault. We really want to grow in the opposite virtue. And to see also that confession is a healing sacrament. So we think of anointing of the sick as a healing sacrament, as it it is. But the Catechism also speaks of confession as a healing sacrament that brings us this healing, even if it is a devotional confession. Right, and as Mother talks about, and you alluded to, it's it's not only the absolution as well, it's the experience of that. It, it, it can be um, the insights that are given in that particular mm-hmm. confession. And also, it's the kind of thing, I think, that allows a person to keep the idea that I can sin, that I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, sometimes we can rationalize away mortal sins and say, well, it really isn't a sin. Yeah, and that I really do need the Lord. If I'm going to be holy, I need his grace. Right. A question came from an 11-year-old. So some good insight there. Confession helps dust the table. Mother Angelica made that pledge on this program. We have another call. Hello? Hello. Um, Where are you from? New Jersey. New Jersey? And how old are you? Ten. I'm turning 11 in April. Wonderful. In April, April what? 19th. I'm going to be 71 April 20th. Oh, wow. Oh, 
Oh, well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, I would also like to tell you that I like to watch, I like to watch your shows and everything. Well, thank you, sweetheart. And I, now I, can I say my questions? You what? My questions. Yes. Okay, my first question is that I went to confession once and I didn't have sins. The priest said to me not to come to confession if I didn't have any sins. Why did the priest say this to me? Aren't we supposed to go to confession even if you don't have any sins? I'm just trying to calm down, sweetheart. <laughs> but take a little water. <laughs> that was an injustice. I know the new theology is that you shouldn't, you don't have to go to confession and we have so many general absolutions and everything else. But that's wrong. Because as a 10 or 11 year old, that priest should know you're very vulnerable to sin. There are children your age on drugs, have already had sex. There's, they have done everything an adult does. You cannot tell me that a 10 or 11 year old cannot sin. And you can't tell somebody, don't come back until you have a biggie. Do you know what confession is, sweetheart? Confession is not only absolution. And maybe you ought to think if you didn't have a few sins. I mean, were you really obedient to your mother? Did you say something nasty about someone? Huh? Sins are not only big sins, but they're little ones being uncharitable, being unkind, saying something nasty. See, these are all little sins that you, yeah, you can go to communion and be absolved from all of them by Holy Communion, but that's not the point. Confession is also a strengthening sacrament. It strengthens your soul to say no the next time. It's not just something you go if you commit adultery or you steal or you lie or you cheat or you're greedy. No, it's for little things. See, confession is for everybody that wants to be holy and wants to be like God. Let's put it this way. If your mother never dusted, nobody's dust, huh? Now, if you had a table and your mother never dusted it, I'd hate to look at it after three, four weeks. It looks terrible. But it's only dust. You say, well, there's a difference. What happens if somebody comes in and puts a whole can of garbage on top of that table? Isn't there a difference between the dust and the garbage? Or a dead cat? You want to get rid of that in a hurry. But every week, every day almost, your mother has to get a rag and dust that table. 
That's what confession does. I can be just as dirty with a lot of dust as I'd be with garbage on me. So confession is not only we're sorry for even the slightest offense against God. We are also there to get the strength to desire God more, to be more like Jesus, to be closer to Jesus, to be able to pray better, and to be stronger against temptation. All of that is why you go to confession. There is it's such an injustice to the soul. My sisters go to confession as well I do once a week. We don't do any biggies. Does that mean we shouldn't go to confession? Ah. Huh. No, it's those little things, that dust that keeps piling up, piling up. Sometimes bad thoughts, sometimes our failure to, to act or to defend somebody or to defend Jesus. All these omissions and commissions we do. You find yourself a priest, sweetheart, that understands the spiritual life. He really understands what confession's all about. Next up, we've got a call with a person who's concerned that people at work make her look bad. You know, Mother Angelica said to me one time that the Lord chose her Lenten penance, her Lenten penance for her. And uh, so one year she broke her wrist, which was a terribly painful thing. She had things coming out of her wrist. And another year she had something else that was going on. And so her point, too, I think, has been to accept those things that come into our life that are mortifications, if you will. They're things that are hard for us. And that's Mother's encouragement here, that it's living the gospel even in the midst of a trial that we may be going through and see that as something that we can offer. That's the most important mortification. Right, and it's also important, I think, for us to realize that in many of the cases, these people who are giving you a hard time have their own issues, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and are, are, might be using you to work out some of that, their own insecurities, etc. And at, at the same time, it's probably a good idea to take, make sure you take a look in the mirror and make sure when you're saying, I'm trying mm -hmm. your best, are you really, <laughs> or are there things that maybe you could do better? Yeah, those are all good points, you know, that... We can have more compassion on people. Every person you meet is carrying a cross you don't see. And some people have difficult backgrounds, you know, that they're dealing with. But we, too, also need to look at any way we might be contributing to the difficulties in the situation. Right. People at work make me look bad. Let's see what Mother had to say. We have another call. Hello? Mother? Where are you from? I'm from Pennsylvania. And what is your question? Uh, first of all, I wanted to welcome you back. We missed you. Thank you. We missed you mentally. Uh, um, on the uh, mortification, I try and that at work. I'm having a really hard time, Mother. I do my best at work, and I give my whole self into my job. And I'm having a, a problem. There's people in the job that are trying to uh, reverse things and make me look bad and I keep trying to say with the help of God things will straighten out and I keep treat treating them the way 
normally to be treated and uh, I don't know what else to do mother I'm trying my best listen that that's all God wants from you honey. that's all he wants see that's what I mean about the world today it's so much the world is such a hard 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 thing but let me say this if you're having a hard time and and people are making fun of you or people are are imitating you or people are criticizing you that's your mortification embrace it embrace it that's where you work that you give your heart to God ask Jesus to forgive these people and what is that it's a living it's living the gospel is it easy oh no this book is not easy. If you have made this book easy, you have violated it. It's the hardest book in the world. But the one with the most fruit. Because I have a Savior, Jesus, who followed ahead of me. It's, if you're a victim of ridicule, and you were, don't worry about it. Whenever it happens, give it in your heart to Jesus. And it's hard. But he had it hard. He knows. Talk to him about it. Pray for those people. There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica answering the call with Father Joseph and Doug Kecht on EWTN Radio. And thank you for staying with us. Part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call with Doug Keck and Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain here at the network, of course. This topic, something is missing in my spiritual mm -hmm. life. Sounds like any one of us could have made this call. <laughs> yes, definitely. And we can speak about predominant faults, right? Particular things that are especially struggles for us. And the person... And we ourselves may struggle with the same thing over and over and over again. We bring these things to confession. And Mother brings out a St. Gertrude and how the Lord was saying that he allowed it for her humility. And that's what these things can do for us, too. We can grow in compassion. I remember when I entered religious life, I thought, well, I'm just going to have it all together here. I'm going to do everything perfectly. <laughs> and then suddenly you hit a wall that, hey, I can't change as much as I thought I could. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember Father Groeschel talking about how he went, once he was, when he was ordained, everything was perfect for about five minutes. <laughs> and then by then, already the upsetment and the disappointment was there. Mm -hmm. I thought also it was interesting, Mother talks about the idea that it's a constant reminder when we have these things going on that remember that anything that good is coming out of you ultimately is, is coming through you from the Lord. Yes, and he likes to work through weak instruments. I am weak that Christ might be strong in me, St. Paul would say. We are all weak. We're all weak. But the reason we have hope is because he is strong. He is victorious. He is the one who shows us the way. That's where our heart and hope come from. Right, and I think also, I, I think of one of the things Mother used to talk to somebody I know who had a healing ministry years ago, said, you need to be you. You don't. You can't be me, and you can't be anybody else. And it's the same mm -hmm. thing. Don't look at your neighbors and compare your spiritual life. You don't know what's going on in their life. You know, just be open with what the Lord sees for you. 
And Mother brings out that the Bible's a hard book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hard book to live because it's calling us higher. Of course, it's the most beautiful book because it's calling us to the fullness of life, even with the struggles, but ultimately eternal life. Something is missing in my spiritual life. Let's see what Mother had to say. We have another call. Hello? Hello, Mother Angelica. Where are you from? I am from Chicago, Illinois. And what is your question? At first, I have a comment. I would like to say welcome back, and we missed you very much. Thank you. And I wish you great health, and please take care of yourself. I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Mother, the question regarding uh, the interior mortifi- uh, mortification. Right. How can I relate this to the interior feeling or the inner feeling that there is something always missing, you know, nothing is perfect, or there's something wrong, you know? Yeah. Uh, how can I relate this? to become a satisfaction, you know, like well, mortification and satisfaction. Sometimes we're perfectionists, you know. Um, in the life of, uh, uh, let me just say this. Number one, it is good for you to desire to be like Jesus. The word perfect in scripture means to be holy, not to do the right things at the right time all the time. Um, so the good, you have a desire to be like God. You have a desire to be holy. That's good. But remember, all of us have something in ourselves. It may not be a serious thing, but it's a pestering thing that we work on and work on and work on and work on. It seems like we make no headway. But we're making giant steps. We have uh, Catherine of Siena. We have, um, say, Gertrude, who was extremely impatient. And when St. MacTilde, who lived in the same monastery, asked the Lord, who is the most pleasing to you? He said St. MacTilde, I mean St. Gertrude, and she almost died. <laughs> she thought he was going to say you, my dear. <laughs> well, he didn't. He said St. Gertrude, and she explained. She said, what? Gertrude, she's so impatient. He said, look, and she saw Gertrude. Boy, she was going back and forth 20 miles an hour, and her head was like an owl. She's going around, never took her eyes off of Jesus. Impatient she was, tried, never seemed to make it. So, McTill was not satisfied being the woman she was. She was going to get to the root of this this mistake the Lord made. She said, well, I can't understand Gertrude. She's so impatient. He said, yes, I know. I leave it with her for her humility. Hmm. I wish my impatience was left with me for my humility, but I don't think it is. I think it's good old-fashioned, hot-tempered Italian. There's no excuse for it, you see. I don't blow long, and I don't blow, you know, I, I, don't, I don't hold a grudge. But when I blow, I blow. Is it right? No. Do I try? Yes. But I think it's going to die 10 minutes after I do. <laughs> That's how I think. <laughs> I just have that gut feeling, you know, that... <laughs> No matter how hard I try, (laughs) 
It's a constant reminder. Angelica, if there's any good comes out of you, it's me. I thought, okay, I understand. I'm on your side, Lord. So you have to remember that. The important thing is that those things sometimes I just have to struggle and fight all my life. But I do it with Jesus. You see? If you desire holiness, God will answer your prayer. Because for sure you are asking for something He wants you to have. I rode by a new car. You ask for humility, you're going to get it. If you ask for goodness and patience and compassion, you'll have the knowledge to know the difference. And that sometimes tough love is compassionate. Let's remember that. I must be tough with myself, gentle with my neighbor. And wrapping things up for this program, this edition of Mother Angelica Answering the Call, the topic, Father Joseph, is thank God for the Catholic Church. Amen to that. Amen to that. You know, sometimes people will say that, well, the church is a human institution. It is not. <laughs> it's a divine institution, and it owes its origin not to man, but to Christ. And it's because of that that it has the means to sanctify us. And that's the good news, right? Thank God for the Catholic Church, that we have the truth that has come down to us through the ages. We have the sacraments that give us divine life, that we have the hope of eternal life that awaits us in our Father's home. It's interesting, on this call, um, the person said they first saw Mother 10 years ago you know, on a, on a talk show talking about a book, and the book was Answers, Not Promises. Why did she call it that? Because um, sometimes we are looking for answers, you know, and sometimes those answer, our answers aren't exactly as we would like them to be, I think. Hmm. But we hold on to the promises of God, that his promise is to be with us all days until the end of the world. His promise is to prepare a place for us in eternity. That's what our Lord said. And we can hang on to those promises. Okay, very good. Answers, not promises. You can pick that up through Religious Catalog as well, EWTNRC.com, all things Catholic. Thank God for the Catholic Church. Up next. We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother. Where are you from? Mother, I'm calling from Indiana. What is your question? I, I think I have more of a comment than a question, and I okay. wanted to pass something along to you. Um, I saw you on a talk show about 10 years ago, and you were talking, and I was listening, and you were talking about a book that you had written about uh, how God answers questions, and, and you were... Answers, not promises. That answers and not problems. That's it. And my husband got that book for me on Mother's Day, on my first Mother's Day, and I'm not a Catholic. Um, and I started reading the book, and I've had it with me ever since. Um, and the last eight years have, have taken me down some interesting paths, and not some very easy ones. And I kept uh, staying away from the Catholic Church, thinking that's just too big a leap for me. And um, I, I finally uh, brought my family to the church. Praise God. Um, and we have been going to RCIA classes. My husband has been attending with me. Um, 
we watch you on TV. We watch EWTN. My children are with me now. Um, and it's been a, a very uh, joyous experience brought yes. about through some hurt and through some tough decisions and some things that haven't been very easy. But, Mother, I think I want to tell you um, the seeds that you planted so long ago are starting to grow. Right. And I thank God for the Catholic Church and the, and the body of Christ that exists in that church, Mother. And I think, too, that sometimes coming from outside in, there's such a deep appreciation for it. Right. And I, I just wanted to offer that, hopefully, well, that fresh you. appreciation to you. <laughs> And I want, to, I want to welcome all of you, you and your husband and your family, to the church. It's a, a wonderful place to be. It's a safe place to be. Because within the church, it was our mother, our mother, the church, is every truth, every kind of goodness, every call to virtue. Everything is there to make us holy. And, and it is a, a marvelous place. It has its problems, like you had yours. But if you notice, all through these years, these problems have brought you, without you realizing it, closer to the Lord. And that's so with everybody. Everybody, from the smallest child to the oldest. Every one of us has, is growing every day. If we just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I praise your holy name. For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.